Did you hang up on me? No, we're there. I'm I'm just doing this. Um, okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Back once again in the heart of all things, that's Clarendon, of course. We are in Studio 1A for episode 247 of Pace the Nation. I'm excited to say I've got a full crew intact this week after a number of weeks of Doc's off and Julie off and Doc's off and Julie off. I do have my co-host across from me. It's Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? What's up? Now we can end the uh, potential controversy that, that folks may have thought were happening between or was you happening between me and Doc's. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe Docs. we can't. Let's bring him in and ask him. Yeah. If he's... Are we warring Doc's? <laughs> Well, I mean, first of all, let's start off with this, like, introduction. Farley says where Docs is off and Julie's off, then Docs is off, then Julie's off. No, I was gone for <laughs> one show. That's true. And no, I, I, I was made gone myself for like available. Yes, I know. I, I said, I said uh, you were so vague about, like, I, I was like, yeah, I, can, I could be on the show. Uh, just let me know when. And you're like. How's tomorrow? I'm like, give me more to work with. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to go on a bike ride. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go for a swim. Like, come on, man. Like, did, like I'm not just going to sit around and wait for Shocker. the phone call. It, it just seems like a long time when I have to do the edit. It's such They edited such a heavy lift. It seems like you're off for longer than you actually are. But you're right. It was only one week. Maybe Chris is trying to pit us against each other. Maybe that's it. Maybe he wanted me off for a couple of weeks and then wasn't specific with you. And yeah. he's cr- trying to create drama. I could see that. You could see that in yourself. <laughs> I could see me doing well, that, yeah. Well, I tell you what, Farley, you can save the drama for your mama. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, conflict is good entertainment. Conflict is good. So Yeah, if it's real, though. Well, you know, I'm trying to generate some authentic conflict. Or, or manufactured. Manufactured is good, too, but I, I prefer yeah, the, <laughs> the Pace the Nation conflict with Farley. Yeah, that's true. We do have that. Let's keep that rolling. Yeah, that we do have that. Uh, and that is authentic, and we've been doing that long before there was a pace of nation. Yeah, but 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 what I'm saying is, uh, you don't need to manufacture any sort of tension no. between me and Julie. Uh, we no. we're, we're not here for that. Everybody's here for me no. and Julie to gang up on Farley. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the truth. All right, we do have a big show, uh, a really big show. Uh, first off, I want to get to our guest, who we're excited to have here in just a little bit. Uh, BuzzFeed news reporter. Addie, you know, I'm going to try to pronounce this Bard, I believe, B-A-I-R-D. Easy word for most people to pronounce, but I will probably butcher it one way. Addie Bard is going to join us. Do you know what it means? Yes. Do you know, do you know what her last name means? No, I don't. Take a guess. Um, if you're Bard, you're, um, you become an attorney. I don't, I don't know. You're, if you're a Bard <laughs> attorney, you're... <laughs> Different spelling, obviously, but I don't know. What does it mean? <laughs> you always want me to guess because you know it's going to be entertainment for you. But what 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 does it mean? I, I I could Google it, but I'd rather you just tell me. <laughs> um, who's who's the most famous bard that you know of? Amanda. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know any bards. I thought it was. I thought William Shakespeare was a bard. So William Shakespeare's real name was William Bard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no like a poet. No wonder he changed his Shakespeare. <laughs> it's like a poet. Oh, I thought it was his... I, yeah, well, I, are you telling me that his his pen name is Shakespeare and his actual name was William Bard? No, <laughs> B-A-R-D is is a bard, which is like... Got it. A, okay. a, a bard is, is like a famous poet, and Shakespeare is all often referred to as, as the bard. So he, Shakespeare would be like the, the OG bard. <laughs> you never really know where the show is going to take you. <laughs> you really don't. Let's ask Addie about that. Addie Bard is going to join us. Uh, wrote a really interesting article about um, a public figure uh, in her business. 
of SolidCore. SolidCore sells itself as an f- empowering fitness boutique. Employees say the CEO created a co- culture of tox- toxicity and sexual harassment was the article from BuzzFeed. Um, Anne Malum is the CEO of, C- of SolidCore. She was the founder of Back on My Feet. Um, and Back on My Feet started in Philly and was in D.C., um, it's still in DC, a great program that, uh, Ann Malum started. So we're going to talk to Al- Addie Bard about that really interesting article that came out. Um, also in today's program, we have breaking news, uh, that we'll probably spend the rest of the show on, uh, breaking news that, uh, I, I hope it's okay for us to break, uh, Julie. Well, yeah, I mean, if when we break it on Monday, it'll be like five days <laughs> right. old. That's true. All right, so we'll talk about a, uh, a piece of news about a uh, college coach uh, who is moving on and doing something uh, doing something completely different uh, that is in the industry. Can, so excited to talk to... Yes. Can I object to spending the rest of the show talking about that, though? I, like, that was... <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll second that. I'll second yeah. that. Well, you know what? I did want to... I did want to set the agenda and say we're also going to talk some um, some sports. We've got to talk about what's going on in the sports world every week. We are your number one running podcast who covers what's happening in uh, pandemic sports. So we'll we'll cover that as well. Um, but before we get to Addy, um, Docs, is there um, you know any updates from what you did or anything that happened over the past week when you weren't in town? Anything you'd like to let our audience in on? Well, the the only thing I really want to talk about, you, you said we are a sports show. I, I have a, a mm-hmm. suggestion for the Washington football team. Okay. Uh, they, they could take something from European soccer and call themselves Washington team football instead of the Washington football team. Okay. I like that. Yeah. It's and then the different. best part about it is when, when they do the acronym on the screen, it will be awesome. <laughs> So it would be W. Uh, so WTF. Yes, exactly. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Team football. I, I, I didn't even realize that's where you're going. They're, pretty, they're, pretty really, they're really dropping the ball on this, you know? They are. <laughs> they are. So a week away, that's what Docs has got for us. I do like it. I do like <laughs> it. But uh, uh, Docs, let me ask you this. On your week off, uh-huh. now I know the answer would be a resounding no from Julie. Did you listen to the show? Did you listen to Brian Gotze and the Backwards yeah. Running show? Yeah, I watched. You I did. listened. To, I listened to the show. Yeah. Okay. See, Julie, are you taking notes over there? She's scribbling down she, something. She, yeah, uh, yeah, that was me taking notes okay. on Docs's behavior <laughs> when yeah. he's on vacation. Got it. Well, there was there was. I also like the part about the swimming and the jog and the bike ride and the. I yeah. like that part where he was talking about. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't remember. Docs was talking about that. Docs was talking about him doing that. Yeah, because you were infringing upon his oh, big, right. his schedule of the <laughs> that's day. Right. That's right. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah, so you did listen to Gotzi. Nice. Okay. Yeah, well, and well, and as listening. proof as proof, I can uh, I can say that Julie was wondering if I was going to be upset because you kept saying the name of a franchise, and the answer is yes. <laughs> you were upset. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We won't. We won't. I was enraged. You won't name that franchise again. All right. Well, we don't have a, a ton of time today, so let's get to our guest. Uh, excited to be joined by uh, a BuzzFeed. She is a political author. Um, you know, this is the first time I've booked a political guest, so there's a first for everything. But excited to have Addie Bard. She's going to come on and talk to us about uh, the article she wrote about Solid Core and the culture there at uh, Solid Core. Uh, she's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. Yeah, Tom, Tom Foreman is a political correspondent. Okay. You should. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Julie, we're excited to be joined on the Random Row Hotline by BuzzFeed reporter. I think she's a political reporter. It's Addie Bard. Did I, did I pronounce it right, Addie? Is it Bard? It's Baird, Baird. but I, like, I, like, I fully 
let anyone say my last name. <sighs> however, it comes out. I'm not. I'm not one of those people that gets offended by that. Right. We just <laughs> oh, went through a whole. You were on the right show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we went through a whole thing, and Docs was talking about. Um, Bards being, you know, some sort of poet poems. I, but Docs, I, you know, you, you you lost me. But He's botching Shakespeare, Shakespeare now. Yeah. What, what was that, Docs? Yeah. And since it's yeah. not Bard, she probably can't relate, unfortunately, for this story, Docs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you brought it up. I know. So I, I, I'm fine to be a Bard. That works for me. Yes. Um, so, Addie, we're, we're really excited to have you on to talk to you about uh, your story that came out five days ago entitled Solid Core Sells Itself as Empowering Fitness Boutique. Employees say its CEO created a culture of toxicity and sexual harassment. Uh, but before we do that, this is a running podcast, and you yourself, you're a runner, right? I am a runner. Um I am a much less serious runner than I once was, mm-hmm. but I am indeed a runner. All right. And and before we had you on, I, 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 you told me you broke your hip yes. running? Tell us I about did. Tell, tell us about that story. So I was running a half marathon in Central Park in New York hmm. um, about three years ago. And I was about to run my first half marathon under two hours. I was so excited. I was about 11 miles in. And all of a sudden, I got this cramp in my leg, and my leg just gave out from underneath me. Oh. And for like, you know, probably like honestly three hours, I was kind of sitting in a medical tent, and I didn't want to go to the hospital. And I kept saying, I just have a cramp. I just have a cramp. It just needs to subside. And finally, I thought, you know, if this was just a cramp, it, yeah. it probably would be, I probably would know that by now. It probably would have subsided. And at that point, I thought, you know, this better be something serious, because if I didn't just finish this race, my first half marathon under two hours, because of a cramp, I'm never going to forgive myself. <laughs> and, and, okay, so now do you have to go to the New York City Hospital, which sounds like a zoo in itself? <laughs> I went to Mount Sinai. Okay. And... Um, it was it was 2017, um, and so you know it wasn't quite as crazy as a New York City hospital might be right now. True. Um, and I I had to I got emergency surgery that night. Um, I had broken my femoral neck, which is kind of the part of your hip that is like uh, like it's the very top edge where it kind of bends. So hold on. So it, your femoral neck is not actually in your <laughs> neck; it's in your hip. No, it is not. It is wow. in your hip. It is the neck of your femur. Okay. Um, and it just cracked. Um, and, and I don't, you know, I, I it, my doctor thinks I, I must have had a stress fracture. I didn't really feel like I had much pain. I didn't really, um, you know, feel like I had many warning signs. Wow. Um, and um, it was a big wake up call for me mm-hmm. to kind of get a little bit more in touch with my body because it, it scared me to know that you know, I could have a, a stress fracture, a serious stress fracture and not know. Um, and, and um, you know, it, it was it, it was also really disappointing. I never did um, finish that half marathon, unfortunately, but I have a medal from it that I have, I'm looking at right now. It's hanging in my room. They, I was in the medical tent and they brought me in a medal and said, you should have this. And I you said, are, I don't want it. You earned it more <laughs> than anybody. Are you it. kidding? <laughs> Hospital, broken <laughs> hip. <laughs> broken hip and the the neck part of your hip i mean that is like (laughs) ridiculous um i feel that way now for sure and i'm so glad i have it but i said to them i don't want it i don't deserve it i didn't i didn't earn it i'm glad you know what i'm glad that hasn't stopped you from continuing to run because you're a runner still and you 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 ran uh so you're back running uh somewhat regularly right yeah, I run. I run a couple times a week. I nice. never run more than probably three or four miles. But um, you know, I've had to kind of, I've had to kind of adjust my my exercise. I do a lot of um, you know spinning and yoga now, things that are a little less high impact on on the bone and the muscle there. But when I can, it's my favorite thing. And especially you know uh, in the summer, I'm I actually love like running in the heat and how how hot and sweaty you get. And I it's it's. Thank you for saying that. It yeah, makes me feel that's good. good. You know, you say that's I awesome. Still get to call myself a runner. <laughs> well, so Addie, as we as we transition to this story, um, great job on this story. It was really fascinating. Uh, uh, the CEO of SolidCore, Ann Malum, is 
the she's the founder of Back on My Feet, um, which is a running program for homeless folks here in the D.C. area and areas across the country. Really has done wonderful things um, for the the running community throughout the country. Uh, so she started this business, Solid Core, some some time ago after her um, after her time at Back on My Feet, um, and you know. A lot of people know Solid Core, and you know they know it as this boutique gym that uh, you know that's like a uh, you compare it to maybe a Orange Theory, maybe or how what would you describe Solid Core as? I would say it has kind of an Orange Theory. It's ex- it has an Orange Theory kind of theory of expansion, and in the ways that well, that's not necessarily true because the Orange Theory is is franchises, and and Solid Core is still owned by um, and controlled by Malum, but um. It is. It is absolutely this national chain, and it's a very. Um, it's a, it's kind of a Pilates influenced, um, high intensity, the fifty minute class, mm-hmm. and um, it's not. It doesn't have. It's not really like a cardio class, but it is genuinely a very difficult, difficult. workout. It's, yep. It's yeah. It's 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 done on these kind of um, Pilates type machines. Um, and the goal is kind of to get into uh, like muscle failure with these small muscles. And uh, it, I find the, you know, the workout itself really right. interesting. And I'm glad to be on a podcast where I can kind of talk about Have that. you done a solid core interested. course? Have you, have you done? I have. Yeah. I have. Yeah. And, and I, I felt like that was a um, a benefit to me when I was reporting this story because I was able to kind of understand the, um, you know, the workout and and that's the product of this company. And I think that it would have been hard as a as a journalist if I if I hadn't exceeded and experienced it. So the the headline in your article says a culture of toxicity. What did you recognize anything like that when you went to your class or your classes that you've done at Solid Core? You know, this is a really interesting question. I, um, I I think one of the differentiations that a lot of these employees and coaches that I spoke with for this story made was the difference between the community in these studios and the culture in the office and mm-hmm. the culture at the headquarters. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I reported it out, I definitely, some things about, you know, when I had been to Solid Core suddenly made sense to me. And, you know, for example, the coaches are not actually considered employees. Mm-hmm. They're considered contractors. And that's a significant piece of this story that a lot of um, you know high-level executives and former executives at this company believe that that's an illegal misclassification of employees because the coaches don't just instruct the classes. They also act as front desk staff. They also clean the studios. They take out the trash. They welcome everyone in. They wear a, you know, they used to have to wear solid core branded clothing, Hmm. solid core controls, what they say in class. And once I started reporting out this story, I remembered the first time I went to solid core, I actually walked into the class and you have to go early so that you can learn the machine. And I walked in and there was just a class happening and there was nobody there to greet me and there was nobody there to like tell me what to do. And I've been to a lot of fitness classes um, and I was super confused. I had never been somewhere that didn't have like, um, you know, like instruction front desk staff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and so even though I didn't, I, even though I found, you know, the studio itself, the workout's super intense, but I didn't find it to be, um, you know, a toxic environment in the studio itself. Um, it, it did reporting this out did make me kind of realize like why, um, you know, how solid, solid core does business and why I was kind of seeing, you know, the, the lack of any sort of, you know, guidance or front desk staff like that. So the story starts with the fact that, um, the DC apartment of coronavirus guidelines wasn't necessarily being followed, but this, your story is well before you, you, this, you were going down this path well before the pandemic hit, correct? Well, I actually started reporting this after the pandemic hit. And I, um, prior to writing this story, I wrote a story about um, instructors at Equinox gyms Mm -hmm. who were being 
brought back to work and many of them were really worried about their safety as they came back to work. And um, that was just kind of a, a, you know, like you mentioned, I I am a political reporter and, and, you know, coronavirus has just kind of taken me down some funny paths. And, um, you know, one of them was was somebody kind of reaching out about Equinox and I figured, why not? Like, I can't go to the Capitol every day and, and talk to members of Congress like normal. I might as well. And so I wrote that story, I published it, and I got a, a, a tip from somebody at Solid Core who reached out and said, you know, I think the company is violating coronavirus guidelines. Uh, and, you know, it, she also sent along some some emails and documents in the original email um, and uh, just kind of sent me down a path. And I was originally thinking about writing a story about, um, you know, the struggles for for fitness instructors and for boutique fitness companies as these gyms begin to reopen across the country. Um, and as I started just talking to her and, and, and you know, talking to people at Solid Core, I realized there was a much bigger story at Solid Core wow. than just the So it was coronavirus. That was the reason why you started was this coronavirus. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, um so the, the the story takes you uh in in many different directions. I mean, this is a do you usually write stories this long? I was riveted. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it, this is like not a short for, form of like, I'm used to Twitter and all that stuff. Is this like yeah. a normal? Do you, any, do you have any stories that are mostly pictures for yeah. Farley? <laughs> she does have some pictures in it and we, we will tweet out the link about, of the story, of course, but, um, or is this a regular, uh, is this a regular length story for you? This is definitely a little bit of a longer story yeah. than, um, you know, what I normally write. I actually, you know, before coronavirus hit, my my day was packed mostly with, um, you know, covering Congress. And, and it wasn't that long ago. Boring. It seems like years ago that they were, yeah, <laughs> little, um, you know, that they were impeaching the president. Right, um, right. And so, you know, a lot of the stories that I've written, especially over the last few months, were like breaking news stories, quick things about impeachment, you know. And then we kind of started to transition into like writing about elections and and um, I, I, I write, you know, profiles and, and like longer form stories about uh, politics as well. But this certainly was a long one. And, you know, what's crazy is the original draft of this story and uh, just my notes for this story were literally, I am not exaggerating, about five times as long as the wow. story. My my notes, which were, um, you know, kind of just the top line things from all of these interviews and quotes from these interviews that I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be sure and include um, was like it was like 25 pages of, of notes and, and quotes and, and, and things like I, that. I, so, I am fascinated you know, by the process. So so you're the only one working on this story and you don't have a, a team of investigators, I assume, right? It was just me. I have a wonderful editor who, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I who obviously edited the story and, and we talked throughout the process. But this was a, a one woman show as wow. far as the reporting. But, you know, I will say the employees and, and coaches who spoke with me were so incredibly giving of their time. Mm-hmm. And, and they they were so like just they were they were constantly sending me you know emails and you know documents and i they were literally i was making them go through their texts to look for things that they might have texted friends you know five years ago and um you know so while i i was the only reporter i certainly will leave some of that investigating (laughs) they they deserve some credit (laughs) well we're going to guide everybody to read the uh read the story on buzzfeed but uh you know it was at points really kind of sensational addy and you know, tell us some of the the crazy things that you uncovered, a few of the highlights of the crazy things that you uncovered. Sure. Um, you know, there's there's really so much here and there's so much that didn't even make it in because it mm-hmm. was just like <laughs> it was just like going to be too long and, and too much. Um, but, you know, I, I would say some of the most particular and and serious um, things that that employees told me about and and alleged about this company um, were uh, two two employees told me that about four years ago um, at a retreat at at Ann Mullen's house, 
and undressed in front of employees. Mm. Um, and I, I saw text messages of them, you know, talking about it at the time contemporaneously. Um, employees also told me that Anne um, would ask them like invasive questions about sex and dating that made them really uncomfortable. Mm. And um, when I went to Solid Core, you know, after after you report out a story um, like this, before you publish it, you always go to the company or go to the, you know, politician and give them a chance to respond to every allegation. And it was interesting um, that, you know, I was expecting a flat, a flat denial, um, you know, across the board. And uh, the, the, they, they wouldn't give me an interview with, with Anne, which I was hoping for. But And who did you did go to? Do you go to their corporate offices? Like, what, what do you... Um, so I basically, it was funny, I literally couldn't find a name for who to contact at, at um, at solid core. And so I had to email like their general press email, um, and got a response from there and, and was in, you know, in contact with their PR person. And eventually, you know, they, they sent me a statement where, um, where Anne said, I am deeply apologetic to anyone in the company or community that was uncomfortable, whether now or four or five years ago. I am committed to learning and growing. She said, I hope that those who I made uncomfortable will accept my apology, which I, I thought was, um, interesting because it certainly wasn't a denial of, um, you know, the allegations that these employees made. They also said um, that she is, you know, extremely verbally abusive, um, that it is just like terrifying to work for her and, and that you never quite know what will what will set her off. Um, and, you know, in, in addition to that, they told me about um, what appeared to be and, and what many of them believed to be at the time to be just complete illegal practices. They would, um, you know, several employees told me that they had a practice of not paying any bills, excuse me, until they were 90 days past due if they were ever paid at all. Like what kind of, also, what kind of contractors are you talking about that wouldn't, that wouldn't get paid? You know, I, I, it, it's interesting that the, the list was, I, I actually asked like that exact question to a source once and mm-hmm. he was like, everyone, everyone, wow, wow, like, right. <laughs> you know, um, and, and it, it's so, you know, somebody said to me, it wasn't just like the utilities companies. It wasn't just, you know, like these big corporate entities that you're waiting until long after to pay. It was like the cleaning people. Wow. Like it was it was a, a rule there. Um, and then a, a big part of this story that I referred to earlier was this issue of um, of coaches being 1099 employees mm-hmm. or well 1099 contractors <laughs> they are they, that means that they are not full-time employees um and like i mentioned all of these things were things that you know people at the company leaders at the company believed the fact that they their certification to teach solid core classes is only good at solid core um solid core just you know controls what they say in class solid core um has them attend meetings without additional pay solid core has them like i mentioned cleaning the studios welcoming people to class these are really expansive uh responsibilities and requirements that basically uh appear for for a lot of these people who worked for the company to mean that these people should be employees. Um, and and that was a really, really big issue that came up in this story because it is illegal to misclassify employees. And the people I spoke to said that the company does so knowing that it is illegal. Now, th- there's got to be an HR department that, that some of these employees or contractors went to, correct or no? Well, uh, there is indeed an HR department at Solid Core, um, but it, it was really interesting. This became part of my story because I started to ask the same question when I would hear these things. And I would say, well, you know, at, at a company, that's kind of what HR is for. And the stories that I started to hear about Solid Core HR um, made it kind of, of evident that uh, HR at Solid Core exists to protect the company, not to protect mm-hmm. uh, their coaches and, and their employees. And unfortunately, that is a problem with HR, uh, you know, HR offices at many companies. Um, 
but you know, one employee told me about a time when um, another employee went to HR to report a grievance. HR immediately called Anne, and Anne immediately called an employee that I spoke to to talk about this employee's grievance. And oh, wow. employees said that they just did not feel comfortable um, going to HR. And um, after I, I reached out to SolidCore um, for comment on this story, they had a company call that I listened to a recording of where they announced that they're researching um, a third party external hotline for people to report uh, concerns and wrongdoing and grievances at the company. Um, and, and you know, one, one employee that I spoke to, I asked her what, what she thought about that. And, and she said, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that they recognize clearly that there is a problem but they don't take any accountability for it and instead say, you know, point to this, this third party hotline. Wow. Um, image is important to solid core. Um, you know, how they portray themselves on social media and other places. Uh, that seemed to be a little bit of a problem too. Yeah, it was so, um, it was so interesting because, you know, like I mentioned, I have been to solid core and, um, kind of like I mentioned, you know, as we were talking in the very beginning, the, the work um, for me for the last few years has been, you know, personally, really, I've been really working on my mental health, my physical health, you know, a holistic, you know, look at, at my, my health and my body and recovering from an eating disorder. And I loved Solid Core because it was so focused on strength. Mm -hmm. And it was so, um, you know, no one ever talked about how you looked. No one ever said things about your body. And I really thought that was one of the reasons that, um, you know, the workout was a good workout. And internally, I started to hear from employees that the company doesn't actually practice that. Um, they told me that Anne personally had two instructors fired because she believed that they were overweight. They told me that she had a scale set in front of the snacks um, at the office and that when people would go to get them, she would make comments to them about like, you know, are you sure about that? Um, you know, they, they told me that Anne, when she teaches classes, again, she founded this company. She created this brand. She breaks all of her own rules and, and we'll talk about aesthetics and we'll call people out negatively. Um, and then other people also told me that it is it is known and and, you know, very obvious and discussed across the company that all of their branding and marketing only has really thin, really fit people. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, people I talked were so so disappointed by that because you know they were like i wanted to work at a company that was you know dedicated to empowering women and focused on strength and instead of you know weight loss or aesthetics and it was it was really interesting to hear people talk about that dichotomy what percentage of of the company is is female well, it's super interesting. I don't know the exact numbers, mm -hmm. but one of the things that became really obvious and really clear was that um, the coaches I talked to were almost entirely women. Mm -hmm. um, and the the corporate kind of lower level people at the corporate level were mostly women. But the executive level was almost entirely men. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people pointed that out to me that, um, you know, even though Anne and Solid Core talk a lot about empowering women, the people who are successful at the company are really actually women outside of Anne herself. Wow. Um, well, this was fantastic work. Um, really fascinating article. We will tweet it out at Pace the Nation. Um, do, do you, are, 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 I don't know how reporting works or how, I, I, I've heard some <laughs> lawsuits from Malum or from about solid core or with solid core, she seems litigious or that the solid core seems litigious. Any concern mm -hmm. there for you as you or, or any of the people that you interviewed as you got so much, so many details? You know, that it, it was definitely a concern for me and for my editors as we were, um, you know, getting this story in, into shape to publish. And 
Um, you're absolutely right. There, there were two lawsuits that are kind of central to the origin story of Solid Core. Um, both when when Anne was sued by Legree for breach of contract. Legree was um, a, a a franchise that originally made these machines that that Anne basically, um, you know, was her original plan for Solid Core was to license someone else's mm-hmm. kind of Pilates type machines. So she was sued for breach of contract. She countersued, um, and they reached a settlement. She was also sued by her own ex-boyfriend who claimed that he was an owner of Solid Core, um, and they also reached a settlement. Um, But they're certainly litigious, and she um, has been very public about these lawsuits. Um, But, you know, it's really interesting. It was absolutely a concern of ours. Um, and, And so the story is really, really tight. It was reviewed by our legal counsel many times, um, and I will say you know, it's, it's amazing how a good lawyer can can make great reporting, you know, extra tight. And that's part of why, um, you know, like I mentioned, I was asking my sources to go back through their phones, look for text messages, you know, at the time of, of these allegations and, um, you know, where they might've talked about the incident at the time, because of course, you know, that's a great way of backing up that something that they're telling me did happen. Um, and, you know, it, it was absolutely a concern. It's been interesting, though, uh, to listen and, and kind of see how Solid Core has responded, because, you know, like I mentioned, that the statement that they sent was very, um, you know, very, it was, it, was, it was an apology. It wasn't a denial. Um, and I think that they kind of are hoping that this will this will kind of just go away. Mm. Um, but uh, I actually I, I just tweeted this a minute ago. Uh, so last night, a group of solid core coaches called for Anne to step down from her role. Um, and there was supposed to be a call with all of the solid core coaches this evening. Um, and instead, they canceled it and said that Anne will be making a public statement on Instagram about the story. Um, and so I'm very interested to see what that will be because solid core would not really respond to any of the specifics that I asked them for comment on. And so I'm very curious to see if she has anything, anything new to say. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask that question is what has been the response, not necessarily from Solid Core, but what's been the response from the employees? Like, are there more people stepping forward or, you know, have you heard anything more on that? Yeah, I am. I have gotten so many emails from um, other employees, other former coaches, other people who were previously, you know, high level leaders at Solid Core. Um who, who have said, you know, I have things I want to tell you. And I've started having those additional conversations and seeing if there's, you know, follow-ups that I should write. And it's also been really um, affirming for me as a reporter to, I've gotten a lot of emails from people saying, like, I just want to say thank you. Like, I thought I was the only one who thought that this company was toxic and abusive and, and you made me feel really seen and less alone. And, you know, that that that, that really, um, even though it's it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of odd to say it made me happy, but it did mm-hmm. make me glad to know that this story made people feel less alone and, 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 and feel kind of, you know, seen and heard. And, and a lot of the people I spoke to also said it was so cathartic to talk about their experience. And so, um, you know, it, it was it was really it was really affirming for me as a reporter to do this work. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is there there's got to be an affirmation there that it wasn't just a you know, few people. Obviously, there were many people you talked to, but, um, you know, that. Not that anybody wants to see more and more and more, you know, bad, bad news, but, you know, that for the sake of the story and, and, um, you know, what's, what has been or was happening in the company is, is being heard. That's, that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yep. It's at, um, Addy S. I'm going to butcher the last name again. Baird. Addy S. Baird. Just think of a bear, a bear. (laughs) You got it. Give her an instant follow at Addy S. S. Baird. Um, so um, you, you, this has got to be one of the the biggest stories you've you've ever worked on. Would you say, or uh, or maybe I'm missing some of the other ones, other big ones you've done. It is a big story for me. It was it was definitely an undertaking, um, and it's different than a lot of kind of you know, like I mentioned some some of the work that I have done, and um, you know, it it took me about a month, um, yeah. and it was just like. Every day I woke up and I picked up the phone and I talked to like five new people about their experience at Solid Core. And then, 
You know, I would go back to other people I had talked to to confirm what they told me. And it was it was a process. It was a big undertaking. Yeah. Uh, well, it was really well done. Well, um, I really appreciate the time. Um, great, great job. Um, I, I, one one question. I'm reading your Twitter uh, complaints about the Mets. Is that the New York Mets? We talk a lot of baseball <laughs> on this. Uh, is that? Yeah. Do you complain about the Mets? Do you like the Mets? Do you not like the Mets? Die hard Mets fan, fan. which means I complain about the Mets all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got a uh, Phillies fans, Phillies fan, and Docs, and a Nats fan, so we're well represented on the the NL East here. So I complain about. (laughs) And so by default, Julie likes the Marlins. (laughs) Right, Julie likes the. The, 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 yes, she she uh, yeah she was yeah. embarrassed by their Julie, behavior. Julie Julie has yes. to like the Marlins for oh the oh my goodness you guys yeah um, so Team you must COVID. be you, you must be from New York then I'm actually from Utah from Utah wow okay I went to school in New York and I was never a big sports fan um, you know before I moved to New York and um, you know I just got swept up by Mets mania while I was in college and. <laughs> I unfortunately have been able to get myself out of that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I yeah, it's it's got to be tough to be a, a Mets fan, but uh, it was tough to be yeah. a Nats fan until last year too. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, Addy, um, great stuff. Really appreciate uh, you you joining us again. It's Addy S Baird uh, on Twitter. So give her a follow, and we'll tweet out all the particulars about your article. Um, thanks so much for your time. Great stuff. Thank you guys. Thank you so and much. Thank you so much. And keep, keep running, keep that running going. Uh, glad to see thank you out there you. again. All right. There I she will. goes. There she goes. Addie Baird. She joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Addie Baird for joining us on the Random Row Hotline. Addie S. Baird on Twitter. Give her a follow. Great article in uh, BuzzFeed uh, about uh, the CEO and the toxic culture there at Solid Core. Uh, so, so Docs, um, you know, it is somewhat running related because, you know, Ann Malum was uh, the founder of Back on My Feet that uh, started in Philly in its second second city that they uh that they did work in was washington dc and it's a great program i mean if you if you're not familiar with back on my feet it's it's like a uh i I don't know how to describe it but maybe like a a rehab through running program for homeless people so homeless people who uh you know are at uh, various homeless shelters throughout dc and other now now many other cities across the country uh, the running is really the, the foundation of providing structure for them and their lives. And they meet three days yeah. a week to run at 6 a.m. They get a run in. As we all know, you know, you, you, um, you, you know, you're going to be much more productive and structured when you get that morning run in. Uh, and then they help them with, um, you know, skills to uh, literally get back on their feet and get out in the workforce. And there's so many great alumni from back on my feet who are here in the workforce in DC and other cities uh, throughout the country. Yeah. So it's a fantastic program. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's a, it's a great program that doesn't give anybody a free pass. I'm, you know, yep. if, 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 uh, uh, there was a toxic environment and there were bad things going on. Both, both things can exist, you know? Absolutely. Uh, yep. But, but, you know, it was a great program and it sounds like it, it was a difficult place to work. Solid cord was a difficult place to work. Um, back on my feet is a totally different. Uh, I understand. What, what I was, what I was trying to say was like, uh, you know, like some people think people people think that that you're either bad or good. Right. You know. Right. And right. No, I like that. I like that you said that. Totally. All right, for sure. Well, thanks again to Addy uh, Baird for joining us on on Pace the Nation. I really enjoyed the interview. And if anybody was wondering, um, I did ask Addy offline after the interview if she was related to duke baird who used to coach at west springfield high school this is so narrow casted to some some listeners <laughs> and she she said she didn't know who he was so 
yeah. she's either she's either lying or she doesn't know who he was. <laughs> I love when we narrow cast to like three or four people. It's great. One of my favorite <laughs> things we do. It's a specialty. <laughs> it specialty is. specialty running store, specialty podcast. Yeah, you got it. All right. So Julie and Docs, before we get to uh, the uh, breaking news that will be five days late, um, Docs, you, you wanted to comment on sports, and uh, we've already talked a little bit about the Washington football team, but uh, NHL, NBA, baseball all happening now. Uh, college sports, obviously, you know. Not going to happen. Uh, not going to happen or yeah. is going to happen or, you know. Uh, but uh, you wanted to p- comment p- uh, specifically on the NHL, right? Well, yeah, but also, um, you know, I, I had a five-year campaign to change the Washington football team's name to the Washington football <laughs> team. So I, I am yeah. going to start a new campaign. I mean, first of all, let's hang the banner, mission accomplished. But now, yep. it's, now it's time to start a new campaign, and that is Washington team football. So uh, I would appreciate <laughs> right. if you could get on board with that. Uh, second mi- second mission mention of that today. Okay. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. We're you going. We're going Washington team football. When, whenever we yep. reference the the Washington team football team. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, I I am excited. You you asked what I did on my vacation. I I did watch a lot of hockey, and I'm I'm really excited that the NHL's back. I don't care about the NBA. I don't think I've watched you know two minutes of the NBA yet. Um, right, Major League Baseball. I, I'm pretty sure the season was canceled when when the Marlins had their whole snafu. So you know, I'm I'm yeah. out on baseball. St. Louis has played like six games. Everybody else has played like twenty. St. Louis <laughs> has played like six. So I, I mean, think the, I think I don't know what you're talking about. I think the season was canceled. So okay, okay. The, it, it doesn't count. It's it, it's all exhibition. So. I, I do think, and 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 on that note, I mean, like the the comparison that you're saying, the the NHL has hit it out of the park to use a baseball term uh, that means a home mm-hmm. run, Farley, and which which <laughs> is you. a good thing, yeah. But th- like, it, it's so fun to watch. It's so exciting, and I thought that I would not enjoy the crowd noise being pumped in. I was like looking forward to mm. listening to what the players had to say and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think even, even the TV coverage, like they, they've got the crowd noise pretty good. Uh, I mean, it's not perfect. Yeah. It's, it's not perfect, but, but it's, it's fun to watch and it's exciting. And, and like they did it right. They, they created a bubble and, and they did things responsibly. So I like to reward them for their responsibility as well. Now, I agree, and I actually am with you on the crowd noise. I thought that I would think it was just lame and and you know just too uh, manufactured, but it it, it works. Yeah. And I actually think it would be weird if it did if we didn't have it. Yeah, I watched some some soccer games, some German Bundesliga games early on, and they they didn't have crowd noise mm-hmm. on the TV broadcast, and it was it was weird. But it, I didn't mind it. A lot of people were outraged, but I didn't mind. But it, it was different. Yeah, and I, um, I may be turning the corner on sitcoms that have laugh tracks. <laughs> I used to be a big an- anti. Maybe, maybe, maybe I would enjoy them again. Maybe that's, uh, that's a really weird you know, takeaway. Well, you know, it's it's the same sort of concept. You know, when you watch Cheers, it's going to have a laugh track or. It's also really important too because without those laugh tracks, you wouldn't know where to laugh. That's true. That's very yeah, right? exactly. So yeah. Not, like exactly. If, if you ha- if you cue the crowd now or not now at least you know when yeah. you're supposed to cheer. I mean, how would you know when to cheer otherwise? That's coming from Julie. Yes, that's very <laughs> yeah. true. No, but it, it's yes. actually it's more like a white noise machine. Yeah, you notice when it's absent, but you don't really notice when it's there. And there's yeah. there's definitely like certain parts of it that you know certain parts of the game where you're like clear okay well the the sound isn't there uh you know like like i'm watching the philly games nobody's booed in in you know the eight games they've played so i know that's not accurate (laughs) um i i do think that there is a missed opportunity i i do think like an mit robotics lab should 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 make like a, a a robotic arm 
with a hand at the end that slaps the glass. You know, anytime either the players <laughs> get NHL, close, right. it has like a, a proximity right. thing, so it slaps the glass when the players get close, or just like for two minutes slaps the penalty box. You know, the glass on the penalty yeah. box because that's what that's what idiots do at, at NHL games. Well, the way the way that we're, I I mean, I think you've got a good uh, kind of business idea there. The way that we're headed <laughs> with this whole thing, we're going to need yeah. it for next season too. So we might we're well, going to need robots we, cheering yeah, at some point. We should. Yeah. So. You're saying we should pivot away from the yeah. podcast and get into the robotics yeah. industry and right. and make yeah. uh, robotic fans for professional <laughs> sports that are slamming on the. Yeah. Oh, sorry. 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 I'm sorry. He just confused a person (laughs) walking by. I was slamming the window here in uh, Studio 1A, and uh, I think the security guard thought I was uh, uh, in trouble. Looking for help, (laughs) which you might be. So So anyways, uh, on our first uh, level of testing, note that that, um, people might think we're in trouble when the robots are slamming the window. Um, Okay. I agree. Hopefully, uh, you know, baseball can make it, even though you said it's canceled. Hopefully they can make it. It looks like the NBA and uh, and the NHL are going to make it through. So, um, yeah, I think the bubbles do work. So um, maybe we'll see more bubbles moving forward. I, I did see that, that uh, both the NFL and, and Major League Baseball have said that, that you know, that they're looking into uh, a bubble for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I could see definitely see that. Uh, neither get, neither sport's going to make it to the playoffs. <laughs> uh, hopefully they get there, yeah. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with six area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, go to runpacers.com, runpacers.com for all the information about uh, appointments, uh, store hours, uh, virtual fits, uh, all the uh, all the happenings uh, at Pacers Running, uh, runpacers.com. Also sponsored by uh, Random Row Brewery. Uh, Random Row Brewing Company, crafting community since 2016. Of course, they are on Preston Avenue in Charlottesville. Uh, so if you're in Charlottesville, go check them out, 608 Preston Avenue. Uh, you can still, I, I believe you can still order their beer, coldcountrysalmon.com. Uh, for delivery here in the Northern Virginia, D.C. area. All right, so um, we do have uh, breaking news about a coach who uh, is moving on to greener pastures, um, and I'll have uh, Julie break the news. Wait, are, are, is that true? I thought I thought the breaking news we are going to talk about was that I got a new grill cover. <laughs> a grill cover that's pretty cool yeah I, yeah protecting I from the elements nice uh, yeah. what, is it like a is it it's is canvas it like a a canvas yeah virginia uh screened no. on there or like a no philadelphia philly screen no plain no yeah it's it's uh it's traditional black uh okay it comes comes you know standard off the shelf and oh, Julie, let's forget about Yeah, let's talk about can this. Can you thing. send us a picture so yeah. we can tweet that out yeah. to our fans? Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, that that's, a good idea. Pa- <laughs> that's a good idea. That's a good idea. At Pace the Nation. Uh, but in other breaking news, other than the grill cover news. You're making me feel uncomfortable. Like you're setting me up to talk about someone else. And then no. I like awkwardly have to talk no. about me. All right. So uh, the news is that uh, Julie has resigned from her position at Georgetown as the director of Cross country and track and field, and docs finally stop could stop hearing about Georgetown. I know we could stop controlling the conversation. <laughs> well, that's, yes, that's what I was hoping. But then Chris said that we were going to talk about this for the rest of the show, and I was like, again. <laughs> right. um, it's been an a, an unbelievable ride for you at Georgetown, and I know it was a very emotional, very difficult decision. Uh, but you decided to move on. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I don't think this would have happened if COVID hadn't happened. So a silver yeah. lining to COVID. Well, um, for, you, for you and our family, for sure, yeah. First time in four years since James was born that we slowed down. Um, yeah. If I'm going to have a serious moment here. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, James was born August 30th, um, 2016. 2016 yeah. And I was offered the job uh, of director after having served as an assistant coach there for two years, the same week that he was born. 
Um, and I feel like we went nonstop for four years, even had another son, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, took two weeks of leave time for both pregnancies with two C-sections and was back to work, physically back to work, uh, you know, running around the cross-country course or walking around the country cross-country course within two weeks of both boys being born. Um, it was a, it was a amazing four years. We, we worked so hard, but I think when COVID hit and we all came home, um, I suddenly had an epiphany that maybe there was something else that was calling me. Um, and it was at the same time that I was finishing up my master's degree in marketing, integrated marketing communications at Georgetown. Um, and this opportunity, you know, was really happened, you know, if I'm going to plug pace a nation mm-hmm. here for a minute, our, our trip to, uh, Atlanta for the Olympic trials, the last time we've seen each other docs <laughs> I know. back in the end of February, yeah, right? February last, 28th. We yeah, did our, last, um, last, uh, few days of February. We did the, uh, the, sh- the live show there in, in Atlanta. Yep. Did the live show and, um, reconnected with some folks at Brooks that I haven't seen in years. Chris obviously connects with them often um, as a great partner at Pacers. Um, but it, it was a cool, fun weekend. It was a short short one for me because I was off to Hall of Fame back in, back in D.C. and then the next morning flew to Ohio to get out to the Big East Championships with the team. Um, and just eventually from kind of reconnecting there um, was, you know, thought of or at least uh, started initial conversations a little while later with this new sports marketing position. So uh, I, I, you know, went through a huge long (laughs) uh, interview process and um, accepted just on Tuesday, I believe, um, the role of uh, sports marketing manager at Brooks. So big changes for our family and and just an amazing opportunity um, to continue to kind of push the sport forward and elevate the athletes at Brooks, um, uh, continue to to promote the great, great, great programming that they have um, through the Brooks ID and Brooks Booster Program, uh, the Brooks PR meet for the high school athletes, uh, the Brooks Beast, the Hansons, Desi. Um, it's just an incredible opportunity to kind of merge the marketing, uh, the brand marketing with the program and athlete marketing. Um, and I'm just thrilled, honestly, uh, like over the moon for this opportunity. But it doesn't come without a, a great amount of sadness um, for, for leaving Georgetown. It's been an incredible four years. Chris has been my teammate, um, and maybe even a louder cheerleader for Georgetown. Um, <laughs> Too loud if you ask time, me. <laughs> even at times pissing off his Virginia teammates yeah. because he was so excited about being part of the Georgetown family. Um, so it's been a tough, it's been a tough couple of days and weeks thinking about like this moment. And, you know, Chris and I had a few minutes yesterday to sit down and I read him some of the beautiful texts and emails and things that came from my my staff and my student athletes and and folks at Georgetown and alums and things and just brought us both to tears. So it's an, it's an interesting, it's a great, great change. I shouldn't see an interesting change, but it's always sad when you're like, it's you're in a moment of complete elation at the same time that you're in tears over the loss of something, you know, the ending of something, but the the start of something new. You're so incredibly committed to the mission of the track and cross country teams at Georgetown and, everything that you're going through and that never wavered even through this process with Brooks, which I I was really, I kind of living through the process with Brooks was really interesting and exciting to see you um, really uh, flourish and really come to life during this process. Um, She's been working really like two full-time jobs going through this process plus working Georgetown um, throughout this you know, last couple of months. So I, I, I knew it was going to be an incredibly difficult decision for you, but ultimately I, I think it was probably the right decision as hard as it is and as hard it is to leave those folks behind at Georgetown. Yeah. And certainly like it, it wasn't just my decision to make, they had to choose me. <laughs> sure. Uh, so Absolutely. I'm, I'm so grateful for the opportunity, yeah. um, you know, to transition, do something, you know, really very, very different, but still in the realm of track and field and, and road racing and our sport. So 
I feel just so incredibly excited to start this next chapter with Brooks. Um, and I am going to be, I'm sorry, Docs, I will continue to be a super fan of Georgetown <laughs> um, and, and, and where this program is heading and the direction that we took over the last couple of years when we embarked as a staff four years ago on a new chapter there. Um, you know, what we've done, how we've changed, how we've developed our roster, um, different event groups, and just the momentum of the culture and stuff. So I'm so proud of them. I actually just a few minutes ago had my last group um, call. group call with the women that I directly coached there, which was really sad. But, you know, my parting words to them were to like, you know, double down on, on themselves and each other and our staff um, and, and get after it with continuing the mission and, and continue to forge forward with their dreams. And that doesn't change at all. Like I was blessed to be the steward for Georgetown during those years. Um, I was so thankful to be entrusted with that role because Georgetown is such an incredible university, an incredible athletic department, and the history of our track and prog field program there, you know, meant the world to um, continue to foster that type of experience. So anyway, Docs, you're going to have to cut me off. Docs so, has no, already probably fallen right, asleep. So I, I, I will. I'll cut you now. off. You, you can be a Georgetown <laughs> fan on your own time going forward. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... <laughs> A couple of questions here. Uh, number one, will you still be on Pace the Nation? Uh, no one said anything. Okay. You know, right. this you might come up, but, okay. Um, okay. you know, at this point, there was nothing in my contract about okay. Pace the Nation. Okay. So. All right. Well, okay. this is this is uh, a good right. opportunity to kind of throw it out there so that if anybody's listening and they want to nix it, then they could say something. But uh, if they don't, we, we put it out there at the very end of a long yep. show. <laughs> and know. if they, if well, they uh, didn't hear us ask the question, it's their fault, not ours. <laughs> I, I was docs. I was thinking about this. Like uh, all we do is put people into uh, better positions, and and two thirds of the co-hosts have gone into the industry. Um, you know, jo Joanna, uh, one of the co-hosts. You know, she got her dream job at New Balance. Who's that? Uh, moved on. She used to be jo on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't remember her. Uh, Tess, uh, you know, she got a, a wonderful full-time position in a marketing field, uh, which is fantastic for her after Pace the Nation. And now Julie moves on in the industry to work for a, a brand. So yeah. if Julie Me doesn't continue on, I mean, I think we're going to, um, it's going to cost whoever's going to fill that seat. They're going to pay us. Yeah. We I, obviously, we obviously show results. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, and then also another good point is, uh, how the women on this show move on to bigger and better things, and you and I just <laughs> just wallow here in this yeah. cesspool and, and, and haven't improved yeah. any lots on life. <laughs> I'd, say if it, I'd say if anything, my life is worse off now than when we started. When we started oh five my years. Gosh. That's yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. But good for you, Julie. All right. Hey, thanks, so, Doc. So let's let's feel let's feel better about ourselves and um, take some kind of fun uh, fun ish shots at Julie um, uh, about this position, uh, Docs. You know you know mean tweets. Where where did that originate from? Yeah, was that like it's a, a Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Fallon, isn't it? It's a, it's oh, a Jimmy it's Kimmel. It's okay. Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> yeah. If we're reading really really mean uh, messages posted, can you read about Julie? Can you read the one I wrote? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you actually did tweet. <laughs> you did, you did tweet, and let me let me go to that. Um, and the funny oh no, thing I wasn't talking about my tweet. I was just pretending like uh, I was a dick on uh, Let's oh, Run. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Docs. I know you didn't write anything in there, but I thought it was funny. So that's the final thing on this. And and Julie, congratulations. I, I know um, the the Pace the Nation Nation and and Docs and I are very excited. Um, we do hope that you can stay on the show. Uh, but it was funny, uh, Charlie, uh, he's kind of an associate producer of this show and, of course, editor-in-chief of Run Washington. He contacted you this morning, right? Yep. Charlie texted me this morning, 9.54 a.m., and said two things. Are you and the team at a point to talk about how you'll approach the near term with training, et cetera? And then he also wanted to know when James's birthday was. Right. <laughs> So, so I said, James's birthday is the 30th, and also I just resigned. <laughs> <laughs> so he had the story, and he didn't break the story. He didn't break the story. He didn't break it. He had it. Oh, Charlie. I appreciate that about Charlie. 
Yeah, that's a, that's good work on Charlie. Also, uh, we should have broken the news here, but I saw it broken on uh, Twitter. Yeah, I know. Somebody else. We somebody should, we, else. We had broke this the story. last week. We had it probably weeks ago that we could have broken it, but oh well. All right, great show, Julie and Docs. Thanks again to Addie Baird for joining us. Uh, again, Steve will tweet out all the particulars on the uh, BuzzFeed article. And you know what, Docs? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe some of the best news of the last month is that Steve is back doing our Twitter social media. So uh, that's why you've seen an increased presence. So thanks to Steve. Is that is that the best news in the last couple of months? Or is that like the best news in like three years yeah. since we've been quiet? It's been very true. Very true. I am happy to hear that. Thank you, Steve. All right. That's William E. Docs. And for Julie E. Cully, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We will see you next week. I'll, I'll get Steve about 36 different shots of my grill cover. <laughs> Please do. Oh, that was good. I hope people think it's as funny as I think it is. That's that's a good bit. That is a good bit. <laughs> the, the announcement. All right, man. I'm going to... Unfortunately, I already put the grill cover on. It would have been great to have like a, a video of me opening yeah. the box, pulling the grill cover out of the box, but... Unfortunately, I guess I guess I could order another one and do that. Stage it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to this next call. I'll uh, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, dude. Later. Uh, Later. Bye.